Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Brian here with Paul, Kathleen, and Luke. And today we're going to be covering episodes six and seven of the brand new Netflix original series, Shadow and Bone. Before we get going, I want to again give props to the Grishaverse fan base for all of their support of the podcast, particularly Shadow and Bone Scene. That's an account on Instagram. If you're looking for more Shadow and Bone TV content, make sure you give them a follow, a friend of the pod if ever there was one. All right, guys, let's get into it. Episode six, the heart is an arrow. And Luke, you texted the group saying you had a couple gripes with this episode now. Yeah, so I didn't think this was the best episode of the season. I don't think it was bad by any means, but there are a couple things I, I like to pick apart here more than I found in other episodes. Specifically, the opening scene seemed a little weird to me when just Alina getting away from the crow so fast. I didn't really love that. And it kind of just made their, it just kind of devalued the whole point of the crows being there. I know they helped her escape kind of by accident, but I didn't like how quickly she just got away from them. We didn't get any real interaction for them. And then I also really don't know how much I'm liking the amount of screen time Nina and Matthias are getting because yeah. it just feels forced and it's super predictable. Like, did we not all see them yeah. just wanting to bang after scene number two and then they get three more scenes? I don't know. I know. I know. Um, I was reading some things on the Reddit, and the Nina, all that stuff is actually in the Kaz book in the Grisha verse. So they're never even supposed to interact with the Lena really, and eventually they're going to, I'm sure. But it just feels like a different show, and it it just feels so random every time they pop up on the screen, and they and the showrunners gave them a lot of time. I was just gonna say, I, I definitely agree when you say the predictability of it. Um, like, I think we all knew from like the first second, like it, after he, he went down to talk to her, like what was gonna happen. Like on the yeah, ship. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like the, she hasn't been in. She's she her storyline seems to be like every other now or mm-hmm. or something along those lines. But yeah, just from the beginning, you you kind of knew that they were gonna bang. They were gonna bump uglies, and it just took a little bit longer than I thought. If I'm honest. So I really like the character of Nina and I don't know, Matthias is kind of a wet blanket, but of course he's like falling in love with the Grisha. So that's whatever. But I have to imagine they're taking this plot somewhere. I mean, they're headed to Firdan, unless we think that Fedior or whatever the other heart render is going to catch up to her. But I feel like they're just on their own heading north. So wouldn't even be surprised if they're not in the next episode, but they're, they're going to have to get something. I think I think she is intriguing enough that I don't care and I like it, but he is such a fucking wet blanket. Mm-hmm. He's so stupid. But Nina's a great character. And I'm yeah. I'm totally willing to give her this side thing because it's just building for a season two. And then to cut to the Alina stuff, I actually didn't mind that she got away from the crows that fast because in general, like they wouldn't be able to keep her and they're not holding her captive they're not they don't want to really take her prisoner Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't be able to because she's powerful she doesn't even have at this point control of all of her powers really like the depth of how far it could go but she's still much stronger than these three like she's threatening grisha that really kind of undermines the whole idea of what they planned on doing in an ideal situation then like what were they going to do if they got her and their plan worked perfectly yeah what she just gets away anyway yeah put a put a stick put a stick between her wrists that I seems think, to do it. I think that Kaz thought it was a fake. That's also very true. Like I thought he was important. like, she ain't a sun summoner. I'll just she, she's just a girl it until yeah. episode seven. Yeah. Okay. So I, I I can get behind that a little bit. Yeah, I just want to agree with Luke that I th- I think her getting away that easily just is like, all right, you were so gung ho. I know what a million Kruger means to me, and I'm gonna risk going across the fold. I'm gonna put the 
what's his bar? The nest or Crow, uh, the crow's club club <laughs> the, the nest. Crow's nest hell yeah change the name it seems like you put that all in the line and then they had her right before like they literally standing right in front of them and they just kind of let her run away and i get inej let her go yeah i was gonna say that it was, uh, it was inej what did she do she just bowed she was like you're a saint i, I don't know but she like blocked alina's yeah. Move. What was that? Like they got blinded by her light for a second. Yeah, and Inej like blocked it. And then Kaz goes up to her and was like, You gonna let me you gonna tell me how she got away? You know? know? Yeah, it's I don't know. She's just was. like, is that like a supposed to be a sign if you're not bowing your head to her, you're gonna get blinded by the light? But like she was like, like looking down. So there's a few things like that this episode when Kaz got away. I was like, What's going on? So I just read it that she got her hands up in time and then the bow was acknowledging. I'm not going to take you down, like go on your way. I'm okay. I'm kind of like Loki with you because we've already established that Inez's faith thinks of the Sun Summoner as a saint. So yeah. she just saw a god. Well, I think I was just butthurt because I wanted them to be bros. Like we said last episode, they were going to be a crew. We weren't getting along so great. And, you know, oh, I can see all the Jesper quips. And this next episode, the finale is going to start with everyone in the same spot outside of Nina. So there's an absolute chance that we're going to get more actual dialogue between these characters. And that's that's the dream for the finale, at least. Definitely. Inesh and Jesper were also pondering whether or not Kaz was being truthful with them and that his whole plan all along wasn't to get aboard this skiff crossing the fold and make out with Alina then. Like that were still questioning that. Yeah, that that after watching episode seven, I was like, okay, that would make more sense of why Kaz just let him go. And I'm totally on board for that. Yeah, no like, pun intended. There's just too many. Uh, that would be sick if they somehow explain it in a way where it's like, you know, the triple flip of the of the heist in the end where it was a, the plan all along, but I don't see there's so many variables that yeah couldn't have planned for no matter how fantasy oriented the show is. But yeah, honestly, I had less gripes with Alina getting away so quickly than I did her running into the forest. And oh, there's Mal, like awesome. Mm, Agree yeah. that like I what's that. up, dude? You yeah. just found her. Yeah. Well, okay. he's a tracker. I mean, he's yeah. a tracker. The and pacing he was, is and he did listen in on the conversation between Alexander and Bagra. So she kind of, he kind of knew what was going on, that she was on the run and escaping, but I agree. Hopefully they just didn't show us like that. She was actually in there for a few hours. It wasn't like right away or something like that. And, th- and they yeah. just, yeah, they just cut to the, to them finding each other, but they I do that a few times too. That Mal's Mal didn't bother me that much. This episode, I thought he had some good scenes with Alina, but that, Again, like I still don't love him as a character. I just think he's stale. I I'm fucking a... love Mal. Me I too. fucking love, love him so much, especially like in seven when he's like going straight up to General Kerrigan. I'm like, yeah, that's that a was definitely boy. his probably the highlight of the series. Yeah, yeah that's a uh, boy. so that was good. And I also like that when Alina was shielding him and the stag, he was just like, nah, you got to kill this dude. Don't worry about me. Like if Kerrigan gets the stag power like kill him he was insisting alina don't worry about me i will so. say that mal might have the most plot armor of the show though because he has almost died like three different times and it's just like conveniently he's not dead <laughs> like the you know the gatling gun only w- took one bullet there and then I, walked a million miles and then was fine and then in this situation where he gets cut up and kirgan had the healer for him i don't know i'm about it i love my boy mal i want him to live he's a beast he's taking so much punishment he's still riding for his girl so 
personally for me, I think I just might be over the ship of those two because I feel like they're bringing out the worst in each other. Whenever Alina's around Mal, she's like this defenseless damsel in distress and she plays that part up and Mal is just like her caretaker and provider and like keeping her safe. And I'm just like, no, nah, I want Alina to be a badass on her own. And one of his best scenes was when he went out with Dubrov and Mikhail. I'm pissed they died. <laughs> that happened yeah, on the, the last episode. But there. like when they were just homieing around looking for this stag that was when mal was at his best because he wasn't trying to be this like good gushy feely guy i agree with you brian that they do kind of i haven't really thought about it that way that he does bring out that in her that like damsel in distress which is weird because they really set up in the beginning that she took care of him growing up so it's weird that they set that up and then kind of flipped it because she's not a damsel no not at all yeah why did they not kiss (laughs) The entire time they were alone together, I was furious. You're preaching to the fucking choir, Polly. Ginya just... is on the table still. Helena and Ginya. 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 Miss Saffin. Never mess that one up. If I just say Miss Saffin. Uh, okay, let's get into the episodes, maybe. I feel like we covered a lot of the plot right there. Conductor's dead. That's the first scene. We should talk about that. We did I kind of like the conductor. Arkin Visser. Yeah, and very pro, very much so what that character would do, like trying to squirm and lie his way out to the bitter end. And also that Kirigan like shadow choke, his power, whenever he's executing anybody, you can just chalk it up to be the coolest thing ever. Yeah, he is so cool, man. He is. I think Kirigan yeah. is just, I love him. I just, he better not die next episode. That's my only wish for next episode is he makes it to season two. Yeah. Because I'll be so upset if that doesn't happen. But B Toms, you 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 couldn't you weren't on the last podcast episode and we haven't released it yet, but maybe we have. Mm-hmm. By the time this is out, you will definitely have been released. But yeah, B Toms, we did talk about if we thought we were gonna see the conductor and the actual interrogation, because you see here again as soon as he leaves that scene in the last episode, mm-hmm. when he's like goes back to Alina's room and she's gone. Uh, I was surprised to see him. I'm happy we saw him because yeah. I think you're right. Like we got to see his true colors. He was totally willing to flip on the first general's Latan. Like he was going to go back across the fold, kill him. So he he's a rat and now we can feel good about the way he died. But I thought he was interesting. He served his purpose and he made for some good scenes. The lie detector gray show was cool. Probably a heart render. Yeah. Yeah. That's his boy, Ivan, right? That was Ivan, yeah. Ivan, I, I'm getting the feeling that Ivan and Fedor are a couple, and like Ivan is the the serious one, and Fedor is kind of just this goofy dude. Yeah, they had this. They had this really uh, cute scene. It was when Alina was showing her powers to everybody at the ball, and it was just kind of panning the crowd, and it was those two, and uh, he was yeah. trying. What's his name? Not Ivan. Yeah, Fedor. Like, Vedior, Vedior was like trying to like make him eat some food and he was like come on try it and I was like no 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 and then finally he did and Vedior like was so happy and like kissing him and stuff acting. I remember that yeah. too yeah. Yeah. it was fucking awesome it's just like that little detail that they never once bring it up in the mm-hmm. show but they have it there for That's us cute. to yeah so then, speak, speaking yeah. of Fedor though he might be the first person that intersects with Nina outside of Matias which I would be all for because that seems like a pro Grisha person to be adding to that group, like Nina, Fedor, and Mata- mm-hmm. Matthias. Mat- Matthias? It has an A. It's A-S at the end. Okay, cool. <laughs> don't ask me how to pronounce I, yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was, dude, after editing last episode, I was like, dude, fun drinking game. 
Every time we n- mispronounce a name, just fucking take a swig. We would never get a podcast done. We'd be fucked I, up. I just apologize, <laughs> but it's too late now. The yeah. ball is already gone. For this <laughs> but yeah, so the only other thing that happens kind of early on with Kiergan is the Zoya conversation where they mm. do it a little bit. And then you get now we kind of get confirmation about why she was so salty about Alina yeah. all the time. She used to bang Kiergan. That's that's her thing. She had that cool little freak out where the wind went crazy in the room. He obviously is out on her. And that's yeah. so she's just going to be a pure evil obstacle at some point is just how I took that. I agree. With that. I thought Kerrigan was stone fucking cold when she said, I used to help you turn it around and relax. And he was just like, I will relax when I have Alina. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Zoya just went dead inside. <laughs> that's got to be harsh, man. Uh, what's our next thing here? Because that's pretty much the beginning of the episode. Nothing again, we did already kind of covered. It's a little repetitive every scene. It's just their their romantic dynamic blossoming and where she just makes fun of him and he is just super stand up, like hates how she talks and yeah. all that, but like kind of low-key loves it. You know. You're, the amount of times he says you're a terrible shot is ridiculous. I liked that Nina used her Grisha powers on a human. I just like to clock that every time they do it because they blatantly say like Grisha's do not cure humans mm-hmm. i also just wrote down the definition of a Druskella is just a soldier from puritan that hunts grishas because i didn't know like they kept saying Druskella or Druskel. i'm like what does that mean exactly so i kind of want to ask earlier when kirigan talks to fedor and sends fedor off to get him he says that or fedor tells him that the ship they were on nina and matthias have a witch hunter on it which seems like a higher ranking within the Druskella itself. So Matthias was a witch hunter, and I feel like that is a specific kind of soldier. Mm. Does that check out? It seemed like, I got the vibe that he was the witch hunter, and he's just a a green one, right? Like, he's so new to this. This is his first time, it seems, because he wasn't even familiar with the whole process of escorting the Grisha back for their execution trials. So Mm. I think he's just getting real-life exposure and realizing, fuck this, this is, we're not actually doing the right thing. He literally thought, fuck this, and then (laughs) he fucked it. (laughs) No, he did not. He did not get it. Ah, Almost. It probably accidentally got in there in the morning. Last thing I want to say on them, though, is stole this from Reddit, but they just said, fuck the Titanic in that first water scene, right, where they can both fit on the the floating debris. Love that. Yeah. They actually they had a, a interview of Leo with all of his other castmates like now. And they were asking him, do you think, you know, you could have fit <laughs> on that raft with them? And he was just like, no comment. No comment. <laughs> he knows. Yeah. Alina and Mal just kind of have uh, want to talk about them a little bit. I feel like they just kind of clear their dirty laundry. Mal was being he was being a jerk, just like you've known all along. You were Grisha and you were lying to me about it. It's like, get real, um, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just dumb. They're forcing drama and Mal's above that shit. So I don't even want to spend time on that. They they air it all out and he forgives her. It's whatever. Nothing too important with the crows in the city post losing Alina. Right. They just kind of talk amongst themselves. And I think. Inej is starting to plant the seeds of leaving the crows. I mm-hmm. think around here, saying like to when she's talking to Jesper, and then Jesper says like you're gonna miss me, you know that kind of dialogue that goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. So this is where, yeah. yeah, this is where Kaz is also insisting that the Sun Summoner is a fake, which I'm not even sure if he still believes it at this point. He 
because he had seen the actual song. I, I don't buy that he ever thought it was a fake. I think he's just one of those realists yeah. who has to literally have it shoved down his throat to believe it. And also we get that Inez is completely acting by her faith. She says, we found a living saint who can summon the sun. I can't betray the faith. And Kaz also tells her about how he wagered the Crow Club on bringing Alina back. So yeah. now Inez kind of knows what the deal is. I love the ca- I love the friendship between Jesper and Inej. I love the fucking sexual tension between Kaz and Inej. I love these three. Every time they're on screen, your girl is happy. And this was sick. I loved Jesper and this and that guy kind of the Grisha doing the dance mm-hmm. in, in between all of the sheets. And I loved Inej's as well. Like it's just so fun. Every time they're on screen, it's fun. For sure, they're the best. They're the most yeah. entertaining characters. For sure. Face like even. I'm happy we still haven't really gotten any backstory on Jasper. I know I've been saying that every podcast. I don't want it. Jess. Yeah, Jess. <laughs> Definitely Kaz at some point. I want everything. Yeah, me too. Inez is inevitable. We're going to get, I'm sure that her brother or family is going to be a character maybe down the line She's a little so cool. bit. Uh, not too concerned with that, but I just want Jesper to be that, you know, just badass sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. I, I talked through the scenes already when they are fighting the uh, Grisha. Are we Is that too jumping ahead a little bit? Kind of no, I think that's next. We have like a Mal and Alina scene where she like warms them with the sun. It was lame. I'm over them. The thing I want to say on that, though, is when Alina was running away, it was really cool to see her use the light powers in an aggressive way where she actually burns the guy's face off. We haven't mm. really been able to see her use it in a fighting way. So to me, it just seems like she's just a hard upgrade over Inferni because now she has the ability to burn people and she's, you know, full powers and stuff like that. So was she burning him or blinding? them i think she touched his face she can do both. like yeah it seemed like it was an aggressive reaction I mean, for, for just being blinded well being blinded would suck but uh, any, anyway <laughs> i totally searing searing yeah no but uh, i guess you i wasn't on the last 20 minutes of the last episode because i left <laughs> but um did we did you guys talk about when an edge kills that guy and leaves the knife we because, didn't talk about leaving the knife. Because that was a yeah. note that I wanted to say that that's how they're going to track her because the knife was left. Mm-hmm. And then it really, I, I assume that's how they tracked her down. And it's, it paid off in the, in the, was she a squat? She was an inferny, the one that yeah. you know, has mm-hmm. a grudge on her. Well, yeah. The sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's why, so that's who's um going after an Asian. And in that case, I'll take my knife back was a mic drop moment. Oh, my God. So nice. So proud of her. Like, I was like, Like, why would you? (laughs) You have a knife in your gut and you're just going to say all these awful things to her. Like, of course, she's just going to. Okay. So Inez's fight was awesome. And she winds up killing the Inferni. Jesper's fight in the freaking laundry room or whatever. Taking out that. That was Ivan. Yes. The heart render. Yeah. I believe so. He was oh listening God. for his heart, like for around the corners and stuff. Yeah. I was it, pissed. I'm not going to lie for a second. And my exact concern was addressed by his dialogue a minute later when he was hitting him in the same exact spot. I was just thinking, why not hit the face? And then he yeah. says it like three seconds later. And I was like, perfect. He's a good person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also hitting it in the same spot was doing the damage that he wanted to just incapacitate him without yep. killing him. And mm-hmm. I, I love that. I was mad at Jesper. And then I was like, all right, never mind. We good. We good. <laughs> Question for you guys. Uh, Ivan looks up at him and says, what are you? And that's when Jesper says something back and he goes like, you are a... And then Jesper hits him in the face before yep. he could finish. And then that's when Jesper says a big softy was, do you think he was going to say fabricator? I, I do. I think he was going to say cutie. 
Kitty. I'm a kitty. I'm starting Ooh. I'm starting to think Jesper is more oh. than just a, a badass well, here. I'm so glad you said that because mine I watched this a few days ago and my note just says Jesper and then in quotes, you're a I was like, what does that mean? I'm so yeah. glad that you just said that because I did not remember what my note meant. So if he was a fabricator, <laughs> what are the implications of that? That he can control the bullet more? Yeah. And oh, he might right. and he might just not tell people because he, he doesn't want people to know he's a Grisha, obviously, because of the you know, racism basically and the hatred between the groups and he wants to fit in and just be a normal that person. That makes sense because racism really only exists on the other on the Ketterdam side of the fold, which is where he's from. Because it's yeah. better to be a Grisha on the other side of the fold because yeah. then you're treated like royalty. You're put into a palace and stuff like that. So that makes sense. If you were, if you was to be something, it would have to be fabricator, right? That's uh, like, that seems like that would make the most sense. Be an asshole if he was a healer. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. Sorry, Inez. You're just going to have to bleed this one out. <laughs> Jesper takes care of Ivan. I think the Inferni's name was Polina, something like that. She was a twin. They're both dead. Doesn't matter. Okay. I'm never going to talk about her again. And Kaz, Ivan's, go ahead. Ivan's not dead, though. He's just knocked out. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole point. Jesper spared yeah. him. I like how they all took care of their adversaries in ways that they would, because Kaz slips away from Zoya just by donning a disguise in like a hat and slips away in a crowd, only to be confronted by General Kirigan. And this might be Whew. scene of the episode right here. Uh, really? I don't know. I, I, I thought felt, it was awesome. I felt, I felt that I wanted more out of these two because these two are my... Like I, I like I get so excited to see them because of the power dynamics in the show that they're put at. And I, I just felt like it was a too quick of a scene. He it was cool seeing that Kiergan knew everything about him, which just shows how powerful he is at gathering information so quickly after finding out a little bit about Kaz. And then he just he calls him Kaz and he says, You should have stayed he calls in Ketterdam. Him Brecker, right? Yeah, he said, Mr. Brecker, Brecker yeah. you should have stayed in Ketterdam. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Dude, and the slow motion of just the Kerrigan putting his hands up and like making the blade is mm. just terrifying. It was cool. I'm not saying it was bad. I just wanted a little bit more. I really liked that scene. I just like that Kaz has tricks up his sleeve. I thought the way that he was able to get out of there was very Kaz-esque and, and I love yeah. Kaz. Are we good to move on to, I guess, more Mal and Alina stuff? Because, Yeah, Mal really just fills her in on what he did with the stag with Mikhail and Dubrov and how it took them to fear Dan. And then Alina just kind of clicks, hey, Kierigan's probably going after the stag. Does he know exactly where it is? He said, no, I didn't give him the actual location. And Alina suggests that they should go after the stag and try and get to it before Kierigan. So that just kind of sets up what they're going to be doing next episode. For some, They also had the click moment, Alina did that is, that the reason Kerrigan had lived so long because of his powers. Could when Mal makes that comment about about how Alina is always more, she has a bigger appetite now, and I guess that's part of it, the powers for some reason. And they just put together that's that, that's how he Kerrigan lived for hundreds of years. Can I ask a question? Mm-hmm. What it's it's jumping the gun big time. Sorry. At what point Kerrigan makes it seem like all Grisha don't age, and I'm like, at what point do you stop aging? Because obviously she was a kid at some point. And I, then you grow up. I think it's only, it's only like the a, shadow summoners and the mm-hmm. sun summoner. I, I took that at that as well. Have we seen they, um, horrible sense? I mean, I, I guess old isn't the right word because Bagger looks old, even though yeah. she's not. Like she aged, kind of. She, she's she's an old woman, even though she's probably a thousand years yeah. old. She doesn't look a thousand, but she definitely looks sixty. <laughs> it's not the most clear with the aging thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What else we got? <clears throat> 
Okay, we already talked about all the, the matchups. How does the episode specifically end? Oh, the Crows meet back up. And then, okay, Kierigan actually says something about a new type of Grisha that we haven't really talked about yet. Uh, a Durast, right? Yeah. They yeah, that's can, what David is. They can track people if they have items. I, I didn't really understand what was going on there, but basically Alina has an item, like a ring on her. And as long as they're within a mile of her, he can see where they're, where they're going. Damn, that's convenient. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that one. So this is the dude who made the gloves for Alina. Like this yeah. is the oh, same. Yes, guy. this who, is all the same guy. He's also the one that boy. melds the oh. antlers into her collarbone. So I think Duras are manipulators of materials. That's like their bag. That's yeah. wasn't he saying? That's that's how he they make the uh, armed proof jackets or whatever. It's it's that guy specifically. I yep. Think. He's the tailor. He's the yeah, and he, he's a boss. But not actually, because he's a Dura. I said it, and then I was like, they already have one of those. Genya, literally, so I'm stupid. (laughs) Forget about it. Uh, But yeah, I think that's it for episode six, which is fine with me, because episode seven's... That's where it's at. Yeah, that's that's the good one. The Unsea. Why was it titled that? Quick question. So in the books, the fold is referred to as the Unsea. Yeah, and I assumed there would be more fold, even though I mean he literally created it. Mm-hmm. But I thought there was it was gonna be like awful. When I saw the Unsea, I was like, we about to get in mm. there. But that's okay. I still, I him creating it was just like fucking mind blowing. That black stuff is. Here against the main character, he's the good guy. That's my <laughs> Honestly, sure he had this, a good reason. After this episode, man, he could be. I, I am so on the fence with him right now. Villain origin story, man. I, I really think they're doing a good job of. I know it's like a typical fantasy trope where the bad guy thinks he's doing, he's coming from a good place, but I think they're just doing that trope very well for him specifically. And half the half the battle is how good of an actor he is. Not even just the writing itself. He's just so great. I love when he's on the screen. I love how they just start out this episode young Alexander freshly shaven just hopping off a horse running to his girl mm-hmm. um which was dope it's turned out to be it started out as that and then it's turned uh took a terrible turn for the worse when they started killing his healer girlfriend right in front of him mm-hmm. um that was kind of bullshit and we do for love yeah that that guy the churik i guess um was his name i don't think it matters because he dies in about 30 seconds but this seemed to be the beginning of the grisha hunt this is when i mean it, he goes on later to have a conversation with bagra you know I, I fought a war for him but in doing so you started the hunt for grisha because now they're terrified of him mm-hmm. so it's seemed- the darkling nickname so Seems like he was a, a high-ranking soldier under the king, and then when the war was won, the king turned his focus to hunting Grisha. Is that what we're to believe? Because yeah. he was, they were so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yikes! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that sucks ass for them. And it, um, do we ever hear the name Luda again or before Luda. this? Because because that was the name of this stabby girl. <laughs> yeah, stabby I would say girl. I would say they did a good job of highlighting in this scene how probably over hundreds maybe even like upwards of a thousand years like he has become jaded it like in the past he obviously did have connections with humans that he knew were mortal and it seems like now fast forward a couple hundred years he's just over it you know Mm -hmm. he's able to put those emotions to the side which makes him that much more dangerous yeah and i think the turn honestly comes like right at this next scene, he, well, first of all, how he escapes is amazing. He just breaks the bar 
and then decapitates hmm. 10 people at once. That was unbelievable. So That's cool. how I want to go. That Just fucking so unsuspectingly chop my head off, please. <laughs> no, you should talk to me. I want to go by guillotine. You do? We could get a two for one. Yeah, we've <laughs> talked about this at length. Yeah. We, don't, we don't need to dig this <laughs> one back up. I was on that. That must have been a Spartacus conversation. No. I, think I feel like, like a, it was a weird show. It was like <laughs> one a one. It was, cursed. it was cursed because I wasn't on it. I remember you guys talked about it. Yeah. That is yep. unbelievable. Wow. Um, at, anyway, <laughs> so young, young um, Alexander picks up Luda and Luda. <laughs> that's, yeah, it's, I just think of fucking Jay's dog from Big Mouth whenever I say mm. Luda now. Um, but he brings her back to whatever Grisha camp they had. And to this directly answers a question Jimmy had last podcast where uh, the fake Alina got her throat cut and January is right there. And Jimmy said, why couldn't she just like, you know, heal up the neck right here? He comes in and says, like, we need a healer. The best we have is a tailor. So Taylor's legit can't mm-hmm. do the work that healers like anything a healer could do. Yeah, basically. yeah. Good catch there. And then this is where she dies in front of him and he says just mortal, which I don't understand. So is when he is a mortal, he just means ageless, right? Like he, he if he got shot mm-hmm. by those arrows and didn't have that healer right there, he would have died. Yeah. Yeah. I also okay. want to talk about how cool that was her healing from the from the corner where he was just ripping arrows out of himself it was a it was kind of a dumb plan though he's like same as the last time right i go out there get fucked up and you kind of try and heal me it's brave honestly he was like like, what was the end game there like he's just weakening himself and the healer can't do shit to like overtake the people with arrows i thought it was a dumb plan they were about to turn around and run away because they were terrified of him because he just wouldn't die but then the healer got caught so but back to the, the sanctuary, though, young Bagra, this is when you get that conversation. You saw you see a little bit of the seeds being planted for how they feel about each other in the present time with her, of course, saying, you know, you cannot follow in the footsteps of it's the bonesmith, right? That is that what his term is? That's what that's what I said. I had to look up for my notes the other time. I think I'm exhausted. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy who made all the all the animals. So Morozova is his name. M-O-R-O-Z-O-V-A. Okay. And I think he was the the original Darkling because it seems like there's a bloodline aspect going on. Totally. They said he was one of the first Grisha ever, if not the first Grisha. I think that gets mentioned. So the plan so, if for him is to go and use the Bonesmith's workings that they have in the library to basically just power up and then start messing with the with the King's army because the King's army is pulling up on them soon. Which, how funny is the handwriting? It's literally just squiggles. Like, it's what? so funny. What was that? I don't understand what happened there. I think so. Th- when she, At the end of the conversation with Bagra, he was saying, I'm going to go use this guy's work. And I think that guy mm-hmm. was Mer- Merzovia. Is that what you said? Morozova. Morozova. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe know. we'll get it right. I'm We're the so blind good. leading the blind. You guys defer to me for names that, like, I'm not even 100% sure of. Yeah. But We're I say so it with conviction. Damn yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. Fake it till you make it, Tags. <laughs> um, anyway, that guy's work. But I also thought that was weird that he just kind of goes in there and finds a piece of paper and then just kind of utters some words. I, eh, I mean, I'll buy it because he couldn't control it. But it seems super OP yeah. just to read off of a little sticky note. It it seemed like because Bagger says something in the scene before before he goes there, 
we don't use magic. We use small science. So maybe that's just you can attribute that to being part of the magic and all magic related to the creature mm. is like super dark. I was just going to say she like followed up with that saying we feed on small science Merzost or whatever feeds on us. And I think that's like the dark power. Are we good with that bag run yeah. and Kierigan scene? Okay. So Kierigan goes to the archives. He finds the spell, utters it under his breath and it seems to work like his face, his veins start going black and stuff, but then bells start ringing, signaling that the city is under attack. So Kierigan goes out to confront this platoon of soldiers sent by the King so he's surrounded by the soldiers and the captain's cocky as all hell says, I know how your small science works. If your hands are not moving, you can't do it. And he's like, oh boy, do I have a surprise for you? <laughs> Utter some words under his breath. And we get this sonic wave emit out. And it it seemed, so I kind of rewinded it and looked. It seemed like the shade was like going into these soldiers. And I think this is what Bagger was talking about. Uh, the magic feeds on us, small science feeds us but this feeds on us and i think that they weren't darklings so they could not like keep the magic under control because it looks to overtake kirigan as well mm -hmm. but then he like quells it because i think he's strong enough i i'm all in that sounds yeah. good enough yeah and then i mean what a horrible scene where this captain is just changing into a bulkra just yep. despair on his face kirigan seems to be like ah oh, shit like what did i do <laughs> and then if he thought it then he definitely thought it 10 seconds later when the fold is pouring out of his back bloats and some it's probably incredible. cost a million dollars per second uh -huh. and he's just yelling submit to me oh, oh it, it was good acting he really brought it he was screaming yeah. but to go back to the beginning i actually really liked when they say your hands must must touch first because we've mm -hmm. talked about it like when nina's hands were separated we're like how does she why can't she just do it? You know what I mean? I, I like that. I, I don't think all Grisha actually need to do that, but maybe. Could, I mean, we we have confirmation of that because the Inferni that Kaz one -handed, was yeah. fighting, yeah, used it in one hand. Yeah, I got to go back and double check because it really did look like he stole that flame from a candle, which would make more sense. That's why he didn't have to like touch his hands to create it or something. But it would because, it, yeah, I don't really get that. Yeah, but at the same time, who the hell knows all the rules for all the Grisha? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for him, at least, he doesn't need to touch his hands anymore. Does he? Because he did he there, or did he just mutter the words and then it went out? I don't so, think he to touch his hands anymore. Small science works on that. He was practicing Merzost or their magic, so they have different laws for how they can work. Okay, mm -hmm. so now he's just a badass. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't think we've seen him use Merzost since. Like, I don't think we've seen anybody use magic yeah, since, like actual magic. I think everybody else has just been practicing the small science, mm -hmm. um, which would make sense. Why the fuck would he want to use magic again if the last time did that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We good with the flashback? I thought yeah. that was like 10 minutes of just ecstasy for me. Uh, I can't believe we get, we get <laughs> yeah, the background of the good. fold in season one. Like, fuck me up, bro. Definitely Except Bagra. for a spinoff of pre that moment. Right. When we get the early days of Kierigan and Luda in their prime and stuff like that. That'd be cool to see the the original war when he's fighting with the humans. So there's potential. I hope so. That would be amazing. But yeah, he's just walking with Bagra through the woods, puts her down. She's like, oh my God, what did you, <laughs> what did you do? Who did he, you kill? He goes, I made something. And it just reminds me of like an Instagram caption from like some chick. And it's like, I did a thing. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I love the flashback from just focusing in on young Gergen's face to now he's in the snow. He's got the beard back, slicked back hair, and he looks way more serious. I like the juxtaposition of showing basically how he has matured mm-hmm. these past three years. <laughs> Very Jon Snow-esque cutscene there. Yeah. Wow. So we go to the crows. And Inej has a stab wound, and they're just like, okay, you can't ride horseback. How are we getting out of here? I want to po- highlight this scene because they steal the guy's stagecoach, but the book he was reading was Shadow and Bone. That's what I could have sworn. I knew yeah. someone Wait a second. I hit pause and I so, didn't see that it said Shadow and Bone. Obviously, their language is different. So their alphabet yeah. is squiggles, but you could the pattern was like antlers going up the sides. It, it was nice. definitely a nod I to the book. They literally paused. They, it. they, they, they too specifically showed you the whole yeah. book for it not mm-hmm. been Shadow and Bone. Yep, totally. Can we talk about the abs on Inej real quick? Of course. And how rich she is. And Let's also... 20 minutes, please. <laughs> Let's talk about it. And how badass she is. She's like, oh yeah, it's not healing on my own. Looks like I need to give it stitches. Jesper just takes one look and goes, Bleh! and she's like, starts puking. Jesper's gag acting is perfection. I was mm-hmm. giggling. <laughs> and... It was really dark when he goes, where'd you learn how to do that when I was at the menagerie? Yeah. Oh, that's dark. And I assume that's just the customers would just beat them or do literally whatever they wanted to. Yeah. From the worst. Builds character. Builds character. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) I mean. Our growing that has been through it, but she's resilient. And then this is where, you know, she starts planting the seeds of leaving again, saying mm-hmm. like, oh, I might um, might have to leave. I can't go back to the menagerie. Um, and Jesper's getting all teary eyed and saying like, she's saying, oh, I'm going to miss you. I'd miss me, too. I'm fantastic. Yeah, I said that last episode, but I was wrong. I was here. I'm oh, like yeah. 95% sure I was completely out of timeline order with that stagecoach thing in the book. But it happens, happens later. We'll yeah. let you know. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, that makes sense because my note is later. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't happen there. But I was too far in, man. Yeah, it was fine. too deep. We get. Uh, I had that book fact ready to go. Yeah, the Alina and Mal, um, just again, just sitting there in the snow, and all of a sudden the stag kind of walks up to him. That was a little weird. Like they didn't go find the stag; the stag found them. But then they go up to take the shot. Um, Alina tells. Now, like, hey, I need to be the one to do it. And th- there comes the, oh, you're a terrible shot line again, which. Oh, my God, take a, that's classic. Take a, take a shot every time. Man. So basically, Alina was saying, I don't know if I was reading this wrong, but she was basically saying, like, this is what General Kerrigan wanted to do. And he was, like, telling me. So maybe we shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Basically, yeah. yeah, there could be another way to go about it without just, like, slicing the whole thing in half. <laughs> Uh, which happened anyway. And this is Zoya in the <laughs> yeah, scene. Brutal. Right? Yeah. Zoya, yeah. Zoya, yeah. That was that was really cool. Yeah. They because... start, they fuck up the deer before she has a chance. But I think Alina still received part of the upgrade or maybe because she was just so close to the stag because when she uses her light it's blue for the first well, time. She was touching it before. So, yeah. And... I think I think she had a little little something when she touched the nose because we've never seen her shoot the fireballs before. I feel yeah. like that's like next level of her power that we haven't seen yet yeah maybe horrible timing because that the arrow just comes in hits it right in the fucking legs 
and that's when all hell breaks loose. Mm-hmm. And his ass poor Mal, dude. Oh my god, arrows, a couple arrows straight through him. I'll give him respect though, because he gets the first shot off at Ivan. Like he reacts real quickly to when the stag gets shot, but he's not doing shit against a heart render and a squalor. Sorry, boss. Yeah, um, th- and that was so sad. Fucking Kierigan gliding onto the scene like Voldemort. Yeah, nice. yeah. Look at look at these. The yes, perfection. <laughs> How about um Mal too? When he realized that they might get to kill the stag, he takes a shot at it with the arrow. Um, yeah. And that's when Zoya, you know, get uses the wind to blow it away and goes, that's not for you to kill. Yeah, um, that was cool. That was pretty sweet, too. Yeah. Then the, you know, arrows, one, two, three, hit him. Fucking ridiculous. Mm. And blood is just coming out of his mouth, his nose. And he's like, <laughs> no, just kill the stag. Like, come on, man. This dude is so loyal. Dude, when Alina just rips this, the arrow out of his I back, know. like Jesus Christ. she breaks the front part off and then just rips it right yeah. out. If he's gonna be healed, leave that shit in for yeah. now. That's how I see it. That's a part of me <laughs> now, though. Please don't take it out. <laughs> so things escalate in the fight, and we have this standoff between Alina, who has conjured up a barrier for her, the stag, and Mal, and Kiergan's just like, I'll heal Mal if you give me the stag, and Mal's just like that's obviously a deal a villain gives you. You do not take that deal. Alina takes the deal, runs to Mal. It's dumb. Yeah. I have gripes with it, but also Mal probably would have died because Kiergan yeah. follows through with his words. So like, Dude, I think Ivan comes up and just punches Mal in the face. I'm like, you don't need to do that. He has three holes in his abdomen. Like, it's okay. He's not going to fight you too hard. And, but he, you know, he was a man of his word. Kiergan, he says, his, says it a lot. And, he does, in fact, heal now, but Has does not let him go. Has he not been a man of his word, or is that true? I think he's technically told the truth, and there's a line later he has. Telling half of the story is not yeah. technically lying. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, but I'm not talking about him lying or anything like that. Like, Did he promise Alina anything and didn't follow through like the letters? That wasn't him. I, I know he's yeah. the one that blocked the letters, but I guess he didn't say he wasn't going to not do that. Yeah, he was not. Yeah. It was just, I think it, we've He's pretty straight up so far. I mean, not straight up, but that's some uh, good character vibes right there. Yeah, yeah. They flip it, and he's a good guy. That'd be I amazing. Imagine. That would be I so good. honestly, he's still on the fence for me. Like he could, like turn good. Bagger could be the bad guy, like you were saying last episode, Luke. But to jump to the crows to further solidify the Jesper is probably a fabricate fabricator. Inej comes out and says to Kaz, Jasper fixed your cane and gave it to him. Because mm. it was snapped in half. Didn't even catch that. That's yeah. good. So okay. might be going that direction a little bit harder now. Okay. Also, I didn't get a chance to relinquish. Uh, Inej is not a shadow mancer. Yeah, I no, was we, pushing yeah. for that so hard, but we like totally episodes two and three. Conclusion. Yeah. Cool. Cool. I it's, honestly it's like, like it cool. better that way because she's just dope. Yeah, so do I. hundred percent. But Jasper could still be a fabricator without ruining for me. Let's yes. finish the rest of the crow scenes before we jump back to the Alina stuff. And that'll take us through the re- end of the episode. So the next thing we do have is Inej coming to say goodbye to Kaz by the fire. Mm. And, you know, he wasn't going to let her walk away without having a real conversation real quick. And they talk about, he says some cool things there, how he, what he truly believes in. He's not religious or anything like that. I I have the quotes. Yeah. So Inej says, she's jokingly said, he admits that the summoner is real. And she says, what? So Kaz Brecker believes in saints now? He says, no, I don't believe in saints. 
all I believe in is myself and you and Jesper, my crows. Um, Inej says, because we flocked your bidding, like the animals of vengeance you named us after. And he hits her with, ooh, ooh, just perfection. Crows don't just remember the faces of people who wronged them. They also remember the ones of people who are kind. They tell each other who to look after and who to watch out for. No saints ever watched over me. Not like you have. Mm. Mm. Oh. Amazing. Come on, the chemistry. Come yeah, on. I ship them way more than Melina. Again. Oh God, kidding me? Yes. Yeah. Again, 100%. and just just kiss. You both wanna just just fucking smooch a little bit. In like the most unsexual way. I fucking love Kaz's face. I don't know. Anytime he's on the screen, I'm just happy. He's just like his pursed lips. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He's just the man. I love seeing him, even out of character, just like on Instagram and stuff. I love the actor. I just, I'm, a, I'm this guy. <laughs> I this guy's love my... that for you, Luke. <laughs> Great. He's so good. I feel the same way about Jess. Okay. <laughs> no, I love them all. All three of them can fucking get it. <laughs> Who's Je- oh, Jesper? Jesper. Okay. Yeah. Jess, it's solely for friendship. So I thought you were talking about Alina's actress because her name is Jessie Mae Lee. And I oh, didn't know yeah, you two yeah. were on nickname terms that you were already <laughs> calling her Jess. Oh, I wish it was about <laughs> that. Jess scene is next, though. When, yeah. When they're scoping. Yeah. Because now I guess that was a recollection or reconciliation of Inej leaving. Now she's going to stay with the squad, right? That was the realization she had with that conversation. Well, she says, uh, like, you will not go back to the menagerie. Like, yeah. you, you will not go back. And then she was like, all right. I mean, that's the only thing I wanted. So I'm in. And then Love they're scoping that. out their ride. Like yeah mm-hmm. just uh, just to stick with the crows um, I also, yeah and that bomb goes yeah. off <laughs> i wanted to point out an edge's blow dart because i thought it was cool i love a blow dart oh yeah that's blow darts are up. like my one of my favorite weapons used in tv because it's it feels rare to me yeah and it's like a weird kind of preci- precision uh, oh man you would have loved the party we were at when luke got his ass blow darted i do have that video <laughs> Wait, you got blow darted? Was <laughs> they, this party we were at, this guy had like these, like, they were like needles. And so he's like, yo, pull your pants down. And he had a blow dart. You don't feel it. It was literally the skinniest needle ever, but it was kind of funny. <laughs> it was like this long. Really? <laughs> yeah. Holy Did shit. it from across the room. Accurate. <laughs> nice. Awesome. See, precision. I love. Yeah, it was sweet. So anyway. That was the jazz line. Sorry, I fucked. Up, <laughs> I fucked up the. That nothing else really happens there, right? They 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 talk out their plan in the next episode, like they do every episode pre heist. Yeah, they are just the comedy. Like you don't get comedy mm-hmm. literally anywhere else. Those three just being like, oh fuck, like too mm-hmm. early to to mention the irony here. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I mean ex- exactly what you're talking about. After they blow dart the guy, they go in to steal his clothes, and Jesper is going to take the identity of you know whoever's in charge there and they're saying like oh come on like you don't think i looked that old do you and it just goes on later too and it's like they, they are just so funny all the time and they how don't even need to be do you think jesper's actor is right now off the top <sighs> of your head because i have no idea i would say like i could say five <laughs> i don't know let's check that but i guess all around i say 28 okay i'll do it right now <laughs> i was gonna say fucking 19 but no, like, yeah. <laughs> honestly you could be no nah, i'm gonna say like 20 25 wait somebody say that i'll go 24 24 play right. low ball i need to know now oh he's 26 26 okay damn it i was closest 
Yeah, so I think the next thing we have is the actual ritual of the the sun summoner abilities being transferred with the bone. Hell yeah. Yeah, and Kier get like she's op- obviously apprehensive, but she can get him to do whatever he wants by threatening Mal. Mm. So like she's doing whatever Kirigan tells her to do to protect Mal at this point, which that's good ace in the hole for Kirigan. Yeah, this uh mm-hmm. this scene, uh Jesse Lee May was uh Showing a little shoulder. <laughs> she was looking a little good here. Um, and it kind of sucked because got completely destroyed because our boy, what's his name? Dope Doverish. David. David. David, David. The, the Dorast is his his conversation. I think I just merged the two together. Um <laughs> his name is I have it. Hold on, let me see. Keep going. He looked so sad, but he was like, Hey, I'm kind of forced to do this. And insert antlers right into her gross chest area. Yeah. Palpable. I kind of like this guy. He's quirky. Clearly doesn't want to go along with Kerrigan's plan, but mm-hmm. isn't going to stand up to it. So, yeah, I like David. Okay. Cool. Another question. Too. Another question. After we saw this and she had the antlers sticking out of her shoulders, I remembered Zoya in episode one when she was talking about taking a tumble with Mal she had bones sticking out of her wrist, or it looked like it at mm. least. So if that's the case, you definitely think it's possible that Kerrigan kind of chose her to be uh, amplified as well? I would Some have to go animal? back and see what bones you're talking about. I like. I swear, right on her wrist area, she had a little nub sticking out. By the way, his name is David Kostick. Kost- okay. Yeah, gross bones. Don't like it. Yeah, don't don't like that one bit. Mm-mm. Like how I how are you supposed to hug anybody ever again? She hugs Gen- Jenny in the next scene, and I'm like, did you just stab her? <laughs> Literally, I love Jenny. Just like you look awful. <laughs> yeah, and so now Kirigan has full access to her powers because they both have a bone in their body somewhere. I don't really know how this exactly works. It. That I seems a little bit. I don't think it's worth speculating. Yeah, you're right. There's nothing we can say. He here. got this little thing on his fucking hand, and she got this sticking yeah. out of her damn chest. Which those little baby antlers are? Did you see the stag? The stag had fucking huge antlers. There's no way those things are on there. Also, I have to theorize what the powers are because they're literally to jump ahead. They're going into the fold together. So it's like, what is he going to do exactly what he did there and force? her powers through him. Like, are you, are we assuming that they both can now use the sun or is it only him through her? Like, that? Yeah. I thought the same thing. I'm like, I, I thought it? he had a toucher. It was okay. like a thing. Yeah. I think That's she still happened. can. I, I, I'm just not sure. It seems like Kerrigan has access to it, but David said full access. So like, can he just do it whenever? Do they have to be in proximity? I'm not sure of the exact laws of it i i know shit's gonna hit the fan in the fold so we're gonna see exactly how that works and as soon as he said that i was like okay does she have full access to his shadow magic and just he not revealing it to her because she's gonna flip it around on him so with that being a plot twist i know it's not the most unpredictable thing but sure (laughs) that's that'd be cool as shit the first time that he like 
tries to use his new sun power. Alina says something to the effect of, no, it's my power and seems to like resist. And there was, you know, the inflection on Kierigan's face kind of changed to a little bit like worried. Like when yeah. she started like drawing it back, like, no. Like I might need her. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think she can fight back. I, I'm, I, I really can't do more than speculate on how this new power is going to work. Anyway, to the Miss Saffin scene, we do find out some politics that's going on in the background. Um, and lean. The king is sick, and now the 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 black-robed monk, I forget his name, is... The uh, apparat. He's leading in, in his place. So that's going to be interesting to see, because we have been speculating of what side he really stands on, and now it's pointing in the direction where he's probably in the palm of Kierigan's hand, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was getting. It would kind of seems like it was not. It kind of seems like from that scene in the library between the apparat and Alina that he's like an admirer of that original Grisha Morozova. So maybe he would help Kirgan in his efforts to like recreate whatever Morozova was doing. So mm-hmm. definitely a bad guy, the apparat. Yeah, it would have been cool if he was like a third faction, like another enemy of their. They're all if they were like a three way kind of thing. Yeah, but. I, I don't know. I feel like whenever a story introduces like the third religious faction, I'm like so over it in yeah. a week. Like the weren't they called the crows in uh, Game of Thrones? I was just like, I don't, I don't care about no, these guys. They were called um, the Faith Militant, right? Yeah, the, the Faith Militant. Militant. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> God, <I can't> <laughs> <laughs> Anything yeah. else from that, uh, Miss Seventeen? I just, I, mean, I don't think she's like fully to blame i think she was put in a in a bad spot and she did she's like i tried to warn you and only was like okay bitch like barely but i'm still 100 team genya she has good intentions but i think alina is too because she she says it perfectly she says okay the king deserves every bit of your vengeance but kirgan does not deserve your loyalty yeah, but she does go on to say that she is his soldier which i liked because she still hasn't turned her back fully on kirgan Yes, well, she has reason to thank him because she made him her an official corporal guy. Like before that, she wasn't part of the the second army. I think she was just like the house bitch for the the queen. At the same time, he was the one that brought her and offered her to the king, and that's what Alina was saying. Like he's he's as much to blame in the situation that you are in as the king doing all that stuff to you. But I I forget who brought it up. I think it might have been b toms but you nailed it if it was you that talking about how if he did bring her when she was 11 we were saying that would make kirgan a weird age right he would have been like yeah. 12 or something like that i don't know but that that was a perfect foreshadowing of clearly he was older oh yeah baby girl theories are kind of my thing i don't know if you knew that baby but girl. baby girl <laughs> we good with that scene yeah, yeah. let's go to mal Whew, next scene yeah so kirigan goes to mal that's who goes to mal and they have kind of this this intense little conversation where mal calls kirigan out for being the black heretic kirigan's like yeah i read all your letters that's a little embarrassing you gotta hate that those were some pretty those were some pretty pretty mushy letters i would imagine yep and Kierke's just saying, like, you don't truly appreciate her. Only a Grisha could. Just being a dick. He's like, yeah, bro, she chose me. I think we both know where we stand in her love life. Slow roll. And Kiergan says, I'm not going to kill you, Mal. I don't need to. Time will do it for me. Um, which is further confirmation that Alina, as the sun summoner, is also immortal now. I love um, that line. Yeah. Kiergan 
is playing the long game, bitch. She's like, I got to do this right now. I got it like tough love this bitch, but she'll come around. I'm like, you're a dick. Fuck you. And Kierigan. it's kind of true. It's so true. Because did you ever see the movie Hancock with Will Smith? No. Yeah, you guys have. That's the vibes I was getting because it's like how Will Smith and the and the wife are connect. They are the only ones that can't die and have these powers. Yeah. So they get drawn back to each other over time, even though they've been alive for so long. Yeah, they, there's nothing they can really do. Like they could just. All right, we're in a fight. I'll see you in 100 years. I know I'll be here. Like, yeah, you'll be here. Let's bang then. Yeah. <laughs> That's just how I get it. <laughs> yeah. There's a there's some truth to the fact that he is her only equal. And he's right. After a thousand years of watching your loved ones like grow old and die around you, you would definitely seek out a constant in your life, which for her would be Kierkegaard. Can you imagine? (laughs) Teach her how to play Quidditch. That would be cool. Would she be a seeker? Yeah. Nah. Chaser. Chaser. I just can't emphasize enough the the nuts on Mal, man. This 17, 18-year-old kid going up staring face to face with this centuries old dude and saying like you you you're gonna wish that you killed me here you're gonna i'm gonna fucking come back and kill you i was like ah mal i love you he was screaming that's a more screaming yeah, but thing. kills it that completely contradict what you said earlier in the episode when Inej has the knife in the girl's stomach and is saying yeah she's i thought that too i thought that too but Kerrigan did say he's a man of my word. I'm not going to kill you. So you can do all the shit talking you want. Well, it's different because we want Mal to live and we want the other bitch to die. (laughs) As I was, I was literally writing that down in my notes and I was like, this is a little hypocritical. (laughs) But fuck yeah, Mal. You're my boy. I'll I'll hype you. How about this next scene, dude? I would have bet money that we would never, ever, ever see Milo the goat again. And what does he? What does he do? Play a key role in in the plot. Key yep. role, no pun intended. Hey, because it has a fucking key, baby. Was that Milo? Can we confirm? Same yeah, goat. So it was Milo. Yeah. Well, it was. He's all over the place. He's the goat. Goat. It wasn't a key. You know that, right, Pete Toms? It was a. No, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I thought it was easy peasy. Was, what was it? That was the bullet that Milo received from Jesper when he was saying his goodbye. He was like, always remember me. Take this bullet. Oh, my and- God. Are you guys serious? I did you not just thought fucking- that was a fucking that skyrocketed that that scene for me. Oh, my gosh. That context is everything. Oh, my. That's why I was so hyped. Milo. I knew it was a bullet, but I didn't know it was that. Oh, come on. You guys are. That was like the coolest thing ever. Not only did Milo make his return, he had the bullet. So it's basically like Jesper just fucking helped Mal escape. And like he he calls him over with the food in his pocket, gets it off, kisses him. Oh, you smell like shit. And then the biggest gripe I had was like when he sets off the bullet, like the guard kind of wakes up and then he just goes back to sleep. Like nobody heard that bullet go off. I just every time I take notes for a show and, you know, it gets to a long form position where I'm taking like four pages of notes, whatever, two episodes. There's always a couple things where I'm like, someone else got that. Explain that to me. And there you go, Paul. That was it. I didn't understand what that was. <laughs> Love that. I have I have. Uh, what did they do with the cuff and the bullet written down? <laughs> I was like, I don't understand how he did that. Yeah, I thought that was cool. How and I don't know if you guys know this. Emily didn't. I had to <laughs> explain it to her, but like a bullet, all it is is you just hit the back of it really hard and it goes off. That's all a gun okay, is. There it is. Okay. Cool. So so like when you have that hammer, 
from the gun and it, you sets off the pull the trigger, it just sets it off. So that's all he did there. He puts it in and then he puts it in one cuff and then with the other steel one hits the back of it. It's and so it's, dope. And yeah, it, it fucking blasts off the uh, the lock, which is nuts. Honestly, they could have just had the guard not there and not do that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't have to be yeah. asleep and wake up and go back. They to just made him the most incompetent person ever <laughs> and <laughs> achieved the same end goal. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> right it off. I'm glad Milo came back, Paul. That made that scene everything for me. So thank you for pointing that out. And this is where, okay, this is where we get the blow dart scene. The crows start oh. jumping some bourgeoisie <laughs> trash. Yeah. Just upper echelons of the Rafkin society. Yeah, they didn't need to get on that skiff. They got plenty of money. Give it to the crows. Bourgeois trash. Why Kathleen brought it up so early? I was, I was like, was it in the earlier scene? No, I'm <laughs> stupid. That's why. <laughs> Yeah. And Kaz like edits their passports or whatever. So it's it's them. This is where we have the funny back and forth where Jesper's like, no way anyone's going to believe I'm that old. And then we get the Kirigan coming to visit Alina in her tent. And Alina just calls him out for everything she learned from Miss Safin and being just deceptive and conspiring against the king. Kirigan insists that everything he has done was to keep Rafka and the Grisha safe, which honestly, yeah. To a certain point, yeah, that's true. And Alina ain't buying it, so they're still they're still going going at it. Ivan tells Kirgan that Mal escaped, and Kirgan's just like, okay, if he flees, good. If he gets anywhere near Miss Starkov, put him down. Hold on, we got some cool quote from the Alina Kirgan talk, right? Yeah, where, some good acting too. It's you know, there's potential there, Paul, for us, or, or where Kirgan could be the good guy when she's when he's telling her that Bagger's the actual liar, and then that just sunk all the way when he walks out saying fine make me your villain dude i they had some great fucking choices um or choices they had some great fucking lines here like Mm -hmm. alina saying you could have had this all of it you could have made me your equal instead you made me this and just fucking put your hands on the antlers and yeah. saying, like, you don't care who suffers as long as you win. And Luke, exactly what you were saying, Kirgan's face there, he was like, he almost looked sympathetic. He looked yeah. sad. And it almost looked like he was like, oh, shit. Is she right? Like, is she telling the truth a bit? And then, exactly, fine. Make me your villain. Oh, I out. didn't have to say that, though. But whatever. Yeah, it was a very good scene. Mm-hmm. I liked it. So mm-hmm. uh, the crows get onto the skiff pretty easily. The Dude thought that Jesper was older than his written Classic. age, which was hilarious. Um, and <laughs> Alina and Kiergan exit their tent together with a lot of pomp and circumstance and all the, there's a lot of rich, like upper class people here. And they're just kind of in on her. She's wearing this really cool gold Kafka. I love how she comes out of the tent and murmurs, 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 okay. murmurs, murmurs. No one's uh, going to be looking at your feet, girl. <laughs> Yeah, so we find out that Mal is a stowaway on the skiff. So Mal is on board. The crows are on board. Kirigan and Alina are on board. But, yeah. but he, Kirigan says to Alina, the you know the trackers being kept under guard, do what's expected, and he will be released. So to go off the man of your word thing, Luke, I guess he's technically lying right here. He's just not telling her that Mal has escaped, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. He's just using it as blackmail, basically. So I think this is actually an appropriate time to do this. So this is a, the miniest of spoilers here because this I'm just going to be reading the description for the next episode because I think that'll help us close out this podcast. So what it says, nothing major or anything. It's going to episode eight is called No Mourners, and it says in the depths of the fold, Kiergan demonstrates the scope of Alina's powers. So that's 
one thing to talk about. And then the other part just says, while the crows cross paths with a stowaway amid the do or die undertaking. Okay, so, so Mal. So, yeah, the, the, like, the crows are going to work with Mal, which they haven't interacted yet, right? No, sir. No. Okay, so that's going to be cool. They're obviously going to be working together. And if Mal can turn them, then we're all good because then they're on Alina's side. That's the only thing that matters mm-hmm. to get the crows back on, you know, in the good graces. I so, love. I'm sorry. Um, I love that the name of the next episode is No Mourners because one of the last lines we get is Inej and Kaz and Jesper. Um, Jesper saying, you know, if I die, whatever, shut up. Nobody's going to die today. Like, no mourners, no funerals. And gotta love the crows. I love the crows. Do we think, based on that description, so Kierigan shows Alina basically the use of her powers. So, I think he's going to have, I guess also because they're in such close proximity, it wouldn't proximity. It wouldn't matter. So he's just going to have full use of the sun abilities. And that's going to be crazy to see. That's, that's in the center of the fold. The Volker are going to be there. I'm sure we're going to get some of those scenes early. It's just going to be, it's going to be epic, but does anyone think we're going to get death at all next episode? Um, I mean, there's always the possibility of the Kierigan death just because he's the bad. I personally will be very upset. I don't think the show would honestly be able to function without him. I think he's the safest person going into the fold at this point in time. Over not the fold. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not over. Well, if he has the sun power now and he clearly has a better grasp on power, the Grisha powers in general than Alina. Like if no. he's going to be the one showing off the sun summoner power in the fold, like, yeah. Oh, but you don't think about, like the character itself. I thought you meant like going into this next episode from like a audience point of view. Kierigan's the safest character that's oh no 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 because there's people on the skiff that could take him out whether it be the crows or now but i if alina and him held hands and walked into the fold i would be more confident that kirigan walked out alive sure okay despite plot armor that alina obviously has yeah but yes i predict no death of the crows kirigan or mal i agree furious uh i Maybe could see Zoya. it Zoya's i was died. just gonna say god yeah. damn it luke said it first now <laughs> i was gonna say i could see zoya getting the axe here is anyone else named on the ship do we have we have is david on the ship too i think so i, I didn't even know zoya was on the ship is that confirmed yeah she's always around i would, yeah, she, I would think she's yeah she's she just is bitching just around. kind of around sometimes. yeah hmm. cool all right, Bank Hill Mary time. Let's do it. What yeah. I have so far, and we could change it, but I want to do the crows. Okay. Mm. Jasper, Kaz, and Inej. I think it's Damn, three fire tough. ones I can start because I've been thinking about it. I am going to marry Inej. Um, I think I, I want more backstory on her. Um, it's tough because like Jess would just be the funnest. Like it's between those two, it's tough. Um, but I'm gonna marry Nej. I'm gonna bang Jesper, which would be just be so fun. And then Kaz just got to go because he's a little too moody for me, like love language wise. He, I'm a words of affirmation girl, and I just feel as if he wouldn't be giving that to me. He's always like a sneaky planner. Like his intentions are always pure, but I, he's just like keeping everyone in the dark, you know. So I'm gonna have to kill Kaz, although I do love him too. And I know Luke is upset because he loves that guy's face. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to piggyback off that. I also am going to kill Kaz just out of personality between the three of them. He's got very little. Um, and 
I'm just going to have to marry Jesper. Like, are you kidding me? Every day is going to be so fun with that man by my side. And talk about being safe. There's no way I'm going to get touched with that man around. And Inej, I'll bang her, of course, bang her through the night because she is just she got the abs super hot and <laughs> probably knows a lot of moves from the menagerie oh my God. and dude she's like a pole dancer basically <laughs> yeah yeah uh i'll go next so i'm gonna marry kaz because i'm not a hypocrite <laughs> and i love that man's face uh and i know i'm gonna kill myself because i'm not picking between these two so <laughs> nice I, I, I love, love them that. both so i love all three of these characters so equally yeah. like they're just the best in their own ways these characters just make this show for me Damn, is that the first I'm going to kill myself in Bang, Kill, Mary history? I love it. I love it. Look, yeah, no, hey. Told to hit us with kill everybody. But... Yeah. I, yeah. There might have been one in, in Spartacus way back when. Nah, mm. We didn't do B- BKMs then. No, never mind. Sorry. Spartacus? <sighs> I haven't heard that name in years. <sighs> you do hear uh, Medicus, though. Oh, hear it all the time because I'm the one spewing it out of my mouth, bro. I always highlight when people call the <laughs> medical area the medicus. It just does it for me. <laughs> we were in the magicians doing a recap, and Julia's in the hospital in the emergency room, and you're like, "Yeah, so they're the medicus." <laughs> okay, bang, kill, Mary. I Inez is the choice to marry. She's beautiful. Mm. She's badass. She's mm. Got a good head on her shoulders. I'm good with that. Uh, between the other two, I'll bang Jesper just because at face value, I I think he knows his way around a bedroom more than Kaz does. Revolver, but... if you know what I mean. Hey, oh, uh, yeah. But you know what they say. Assuming makes an ass out of you and me. Um, and unfortunately, that leaves Kaz. And Which I'll I... kill him. Yeah. Yeah, I'll kill him dead. You're going to kill a cripple? Nope. Yeah. Well, <laughs> had nothing to do with it with that, man. He's a cripple. Didn't those two kill a cripple too? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just you're gonna marry a now. cripple. Oh wait, that's worse than <laughs> what? I'm, I'm compassionate. <laughs> uh, so yes, I will kill Kaz. Is is my final answer? And damn, that's Bang Kill Mary. That's that's the episode. Keep an eye out for our continued coverage of Shadow and Bone. One episode left. Mm. We got the finale. I'm looking forward to it. Whenever we enter the fold, it's just like injected into my veins as always if you like what you heard give Benchtown tv a follow on twitter and instagram visit us on benchtowntv.com and subscribe to our show on spotify the apple podcast app or wherever else you may find your podcast once again we are Benchtown tv and thanks for listening you're listening to the geekscape network